we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to the camp house here at Kender Outdoors. Merry Christmas to you. Really glad you're here. Front door to the camp house. Brought to you by my friends at Fortiflora. You bird dog guys rolling down the road right now. Do you have Fortiflora on your rig? Boy, you should. Dog owners of any kind, couch potatoes or working dogs, ought to have Fortiflora in the fridge. Because all of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time. When they do, it's Fortiflora to the rescue. Learn more about Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic, when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. And that's K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten. We're going to have a little Christmas in the camp house today with some special Christmas memories. President Teddy Roosevelt, many years ago, wrote about a very special deer hunt that he had just days before Christmas. It's called A Christmas Buck. We're going to read that story. We're also headed to the bow shop with Kyle Chambers, Cinnamon Creek Archery, talking about different things like optics for our bows and crossbows, broadheads, what's he using these days, that sort of thing. Ronnie Smith is going to help us with that new Christmas puppy. And Larry Wysoon is talking about a great gift idea for the shooter in your life, and that is a shooting stick or sticks. Hey, maybe the favorite shooter or hunter in your life is you. <laughs> Treat yourself this Christmas. Glad you're here. Thanks for coming along with us. Hey, the 2023 Bassmaster Elite roster is complete, and it's big. Next year, 104 anglers will compete for an Elite Series purse that stacks up over $6.9 million, including legendary Bassmaster Classic champion and two-time Angler of the Year, Larry Nixon. Yeah, he's coming back. And with the exception of four anglers who retired, the entire 2022 Elite Series roster is returning next year. That includes Bassmaster Classic champion Jason Christie from Park Hill, Oklahoma, Brandon Polinick, who took that progressive insurance Bassmaster Angler of the Year trophy. Along with Larry Nixon, who is joining the field with a Legends exemption, there are two former Elite Series anglers that have requalified through the Open Series points standings. Keith Poche, Pike Road, Alabama, and Bradley Hallman of Edmond, Oklahoma. The 2023 Elite Series season kicks off on Florida's Lake Okeechobee, February 16th. That is going to be fun to watch. Okeechobee's been down for a while, but hey, have you been watching what's happening down there over the past 12 to 18 months? She's coming back in a big way, and this will be a telling tournament on the health of Okeechobee. Coming up in February with the Bassmaster Elites. Somebody is going to say ho, ho, ho in a big way down in Florida later on today. They do this every year, the Trophy Catch program gives away a brand new bass boat, and it's a dandy. It's a live on Facebook random drawing at the conclusion of the Bobby Lane High School Cup Tournament at Camp Mac in Lake Wales, Florida. That's right there on the Kissimmee chain, a mile or so up the road from the state park. 
I fished it many times, and let me tell you something. Don't leave Camp Mac without that good cheeseburger. <laughs> it's a good one. The Bobby Lane Cup is a nonprofit youth tournament held annually to raise funds for educational scholarships for high school seniors that have an interest in bass fishing. Teams from southern states all come out to compete for the title of BLC champions. The Boat Giveaway celebrates Trophy Catch, a citizen science promotional conservation program in Florida that rewards anglers who catch, document, and release largemouth bass heavier than 8 pounds in the state of Florida. That data collected by the program helps better enhance, conserve, and promote trophy bass fishing in the state. To participate and to be included in the drawing, all the info is at trophycatch.com. I register every year, even if I'm not going to be able to get to Florida from Texas and fish, because that puts my name in the hat for the drawing. It's a Phoenix bass boat, a Pro 819, powered by a 200-horse Mercury, Lawrence HD Live Electronics Ghost Trolling Motor and Power Pole. It's pretty cool. It's a live reverse drawing. So the winner is not the first name drawn out of a hat, but the very last one. Five randomly selected trophy catch registrants and club winners will be there for that drawing. You don't want to be the first name drawn out. You want to be the fifth. My very smart friends at Purina came up with a product a couple of years back that has really helped a lot of folks, folks that have anxious dogs, the overbarker, the overjumper, the dog that tears up the carpet when you leave for work trying to dig under the door. You know who I'm talking to. The product is called Calming Care. It is not a drug. It works naturally and over time and gently helps settle that dog. Calming Care. If that's your dog, you can't wait to get your hands on it. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Because of COVID and then drought, for two years now, they've had to hold off on the sleigh rides at the Hardware Wildlife Management Area in Utah. They take citizens like you and me with them to feed the elk through the winter. It's a really cool deal. They started up again yesterday, and they'll continue every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through February 12th. Good morning, it's Bobby Lane, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Billy Kinder Outdoors. The clock is ticking to take you fishing. If you haven't done it yet, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, that's K-I-N-D-E-R, and register for our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest. Five nights at Casa Carib Sea in the Caribbean. Three days fishing offshore and inshore in some of the most fertile billfish waters on the planet. If you have signed up, tell your friends about us. You see, it's a trip for three. Kinderoutdoors.com. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall. I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and net gaiter. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, chasing muskox. 
He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat. The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool. Oh, yeah, much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com. It's time to block the calendar for the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo 2023. Hi, I'm DSE Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason, and I am personally inviting you to this crown jewel of conservation. The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Hunts, guns, jewelry, clothing, and so much more. Please plan to join us and find more details at biggame.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody and control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds, almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Cacheria. Can see me in Argentina. From the rough brush of South Texas to the thick bush of South Africa, it's Kinder Outdoors. Hey, if you haven't registered yet for our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest, you need to go do that. KinderOutdoors.com. It's our way of saying thank you so much for listening to the show. And it's a simple drawing. Just throw your name in the hat at KinderOutdoors.com for a trip for three. You get to take two guests with you uh, to beautiful Costa Rica and the Caribbean fishing some of the most fertile billfish waters on planet Earth with the experts, with the pros from Carib Sea Sport Fishing. Uh, they're going to put you up at Casa Carib Sea Oceanfront for five nights. And you're going to fish. They're going to fish you offshore, inshore. They're going to take good care of you for three days. 
And that gives you a couple of days to sightsee, see the countryside. You don't get to Costa Rica every day. Or I don't anyway. (laughs) Here's the deal. We're almost down to the wire on this. Your final day to register is one week from tomorrow. Next Sunday, December 11th, is your final day to register for this Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest from Carib Sea Sport Fishing in the Caribbean and Kinder Outdoors. If you have registered, then call your buddies and tell them to go register and to remember you when it's time to pick their fishing friends. You will be responsible for your air airfare and you will need a passport let's head for the kinder outdoors bow shop and that is cinnamon creek archery my buddy kyle chambers is the man over there at cinnamon creek kyle welcome back man it's always good to see you yes sir thank you hey uh, let's talk a little bit about some accessories for our bows uh the optics have come along the sights uh man a long way from the old peep sights that we had in the beginning no doubt those old those old metal pins that had that little fingernail polish you'd paint those things and <laughs> times have changed and uh boy you can get anything you want from simple to super complicated and, and boisterous way out there uh let's talk about crossbows first you can actually put a scope on a crossbow oh there's a lot of different scopes and matter of fact now they're electric scopes what is my electric scope going to do for me well what that's going to do it's going to be like i'm basically watching a tv screen uh it's going to allow you to see what other people are seeing also it gives you the ability to record your hunt oh that's cool that's really cool yeah yeah it's all all uh, digitized it's got a automatic range finding uh reticle in it so wherever you point that thing you're always going to be scanning the yardage so it's going to tell you the yardage uh, like I said, as well as record your hunt, and it gives you the ability to see, you know, if you have a small child or or someone in there that needs help uh, that's maybe disabled, that you need to, to see what they're seeing so that they're going to be uh, more accurate with it. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea for that. Uh, typically, though, uh, your average shot with a bow is not going to require a TV screen or even a, a magnified scope of any kind. Uh, you can use good old-fashioned pins uh, and and break it down as simple as you want to. 30, 40 yards, that's going to be about tops, right? Or your recommendation anyway. Ethically, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. 30 to 40 yards is a good thing to keep in. But it's also good to practice longer distance, so that makes that that closer shot even easier on you. Yeah, absolutely. So we go into Cinnamon Creek. We see the the whole plethora of uh, opportunities there in scope uh, that we can add to our crossbow. Now let's let's get our bow fitted out. What do you shoot? What, What kind of sight do you like on your bow? Right now I'm using a three-pin Tommy Hog by, by Spot Hog. It's an adjustable side. It's a three-pin, what we call a three-pin slider. So I've got 20, 30, 40 yards always locked in, but it allows me the ability to shoot 50, 60, 70, 80 when I want to practice those longer distances. Okay, very good. Um, and we can do all of that at Cinnamon Creek, indoor ranges. You, you take us up to 30 yards indoors, uh, you know, no wind, perfect condition. Definitely. We have the ability to do all of that. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of those sites need to be calibrated up to 60 yards, which we also have the ability to do outside. So it's a one-stop shop. You can come in, you can get your site installed. We can uh, work you through the range, get your site, get the tape, everything done while you're here. Yeah. Hey, what's a new site going to cost me these days if I want to upgrade a little bit from my 1978 stuff? Oh, that's it's going to probably range in the price point of around $99 
all the way up to three ninety nine to four fifty. Yeah, depending upon how extravagant you want to get. Correct, depending on what the features you're looking for. Yeah, let's talk about broadheads a little bit. If I'm a whitetail hunter, which takes in a big part of the population, um, what do you like to use for your whitetails? Right now, I'm shooting a hybrid broadhead, which is a right. expandable slash fixed blade. Okay. That's kind of the, been something that's been trending over the last several years. There's a lot of companies and manufacturers making those those dual hybrid broadheads. You mentioned that to me about a year ago, so you must like them. You're still with them. I'm still with them. They are actually made by a company called Bloodsport. It's a grave digger. I've killed numerous pigs with them, and I know that if they'll perform on a pig, they'll perform on a whitetail. How heavy for a pig? What do you shoot for your whitetails? For most, generally, I use the same for both. I'm not going overly heavy. I know the heavy arrow craze seems to be at the trend right now. I'm still staying uh, around that 460 grain overall weight, which is a little heavier than than, than arrows in the past, but uh, not overly heavy. Okay. And broadhead? Broadhead is around 100 grain still. Okay. Yeah, very good. If it works, why change it? Exactly. And that's what I've always preached. Hey, when you uh, when you shoot a pig, what do you like to get done with him down at the uh, processing plant? Oh, of course, I like the chipotle cheese sausage. That's oh, the number yeah. one. <laughs> there you go. Lots of good options. Don't forget that cracked black pepper. That's my favorite. Oh, for sure. And the hickory. Can't, yep. can't rule that one out. That's exactly right. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Kyle Chambers, Cinnamon Creek Archery. He handles the bow stuff around here at Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. Keep it in the fridge if you own a dog. Fortiflora, it works. Our old friend, dear friend Ray Sasser has departed this earth, but he left us with some great memories, including this Christmas memory. The thing that comes to mind, the thing that really comes to my mind, was a neat trip that my wife and son and I did in in. Everybody can remember this date because it was Y2K. Okay. It was, it was, it was, it I remember was, it exactly. Was, it was I was the at year. the lease with Robin that day. There yeah. you go. Well, it was the year that we we flopped over to, to Y2K, and, and we I think we left home right after Christmas, and we went down to we went down to South Texas and hung out with with my good friend Fred Bryant down there at Caesar Clayburg Institute. He yeah. took us down to this wonderful hunting ranch in South Texas, and where the, where Emily first saw a bird dog point quail. And uh, uh, of course, she had, she was just starting to shoot a shotgun, and we tried to get her, you know. And yeah. boy, those quail were flying pretty fast. That that's a, that's a life-changing experience. It's a life-changing experience, and so we—I'll never forget that we we uh, we had lunch at the at the ranch house, and and several of the lease, people who leased the this 60,000-acre ranch, and oh. he had several leases on it. And these people were—we had lunch there, and and. Uh, we were sitting around eating lunch, and, and, and the people kept talking about this buzz going on that uh, that the the Mexican uh, army was staging on the other side of the Rio Grande to, to invade Texas on New, on New Year's Day. And I, I thought, you know, I'm pretty sure our government would know that if it was really going on. I mean, I mean we're not, you know, we're not all the best on, on some of that stuff, but I think we'd figure that one out. Yeah. So we left, so we left there, we left that South Texas hunt, and then we went to my friend Bill Carter's ranch at, in Kerr County, which is just a be- beautiful, just a beautiful place. We were the only ones on the on a 3,000 acre ranch, and you know, with a high fence all around us, and we were going to be there for for New Year's Day, for basically for Y2K. And as we were as we were driving into the ranch, 
the ranch we met the ranch manager on his way home. You know, he was he was leaving for the holidays and he wouldn't he wouldn't even come back to the ranch. And he said, said I just wanted y'all to know that there's this rumor going. Out. It, apparently, there was lots of rumors that year. Yeah. He said, I just wanted y'all to know that there's a rumor going around that the skinheads are coming to Kerrville and they're going to blow up the water treatment plant, the water plant, Walmart. And then they're going to commit suicide at Stonehenge. And Stone, the, the Stonehenge replica was where you turned off to go to the ranch. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how does that, how, how does that impact us, you know? Right. So anyway, the, the bottom line is we spent the next several days uh, in, a, in a wonderful place, uh, hunting the way people used to do. And I, I remember the whole buzz about Y2K was that the computers were going to fail when it turned over to, yeah. you know, because they couldn't do that. Everything's going to shut everything's down. Everything's going to shut down. I'm thinking, man, I hope everything shuts down because be then nice. I'll just be stuck in this beautiful place for until somebody comes to kick <laughs> until somebody comes to kick me out. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. We had a great time anyway. Ken Kirkaby needs to be in your dear blind, camp house, or favorite fireside chair. An outdoor author that understands and lives the outdoors. In Red Stick 1, Florida game warden Virgil Clary takes off his badge to track down a killer in the wilderness. Christopher Camuto of Gray's Sporting Journal calls Red Stick 1 a tightly written novel of pursuit and redemption. A pleasure to read. Ken Kirkaby's books are gritty, realistic, and action-packed. The Tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available on Amazon. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas. Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. 
Boyd Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park, located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view. And you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Screen that porch in just for you. Glad you enjoy it. You're in camp with Kinder Outdoors. And I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome back to our campfire. We appreciate you dropping by. My goal this whitetail season is to put two does in my freezer. We eat a lot of venison. 90 plus percent of the meat and fish in our camp house, in our home, is caught or shot by we the people. And so a couple of big fat does... That excites me a great deal. If big antlers show up, hey, that's a bonus. We always try to keep a big axis deer in the freezer as well. And I typically do that axis grocery shopping on the grounds of Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. I know they're a famous upland bird operation, but this low fence, meticulously managed Texas Hill Country Ranch is ideal. It's exactly what axis deer want. And they have an incredible naturally occurring herd down there. I highly recommend you take a look at my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch for an axis deer hunt. And you can even do that in the summertime. In fact, I recommend that antlers are typically in their best shape in the hot months. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's head for the great state of Oklahoma now. 
My buddy Ronnie Smith is one of the top bird dog trainers on planet Earth. And we want to talk to you a little bit about that new Christmas pup we're going to get from dear old Santa. And let's start with the very basics. You know, that puppy's got to learn how to put some clothes on, going to have to learn how to wear a collar. That's right. You know, the first time you put a collar on a pup, you'll notice they're always scratching at it. Yep. It's just because it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a new object on her neck. But just being restricted, um, uh, where a dog, when he is tied up, um, will relax um, and, and not show great anxiety uh, about being restricted. So you can start that at a young age. So the, it's just an easier transition for that dog. That you know, pup. what I do with, with my little bitty pups when I first get them, I, they're so small that a dog collar is too big. Well, I go out and I buy a ferret collar that fits a ferret, little bitty, and that'll fit right around my little Brittany pup's necks. Got to get them used to that before we move on to the big collar. Yes, sir. And, you know, another tip that that, uh, that I like to do when I put them on a chain, first put them on a chain, that's where I'll feed them every day for, you know, a, a little while. That's, yeah, I think that, that's great association. One thing to keep in mind is that if you do put your puppy on a stakeout chain, don't put him out there with grown dogs, okay? Because if they're if they're jumping around, um, then that's just too much movement for him. Well, absolutely. And if it's a chain gang, they're jerking him around all over the place. Exactly. If he's on if he's on one of those. Now, not everybody's getting a bird dog this Christmas, Ronnie. And everybody who's getting a pup uh, is probably a lot of those folks going to keep their dogs in the house. What can we do about housebreaking? I tell you, Bill, that I think the biggest mistake that, that people make um, with housebreaking a dog is they give him unsupervised freedom too quickly. So in order to teach a dog anything, you have to have a routine. Yeah. So if you'll put that puppy in a crate and then at the same time of day take him out to the same spot on the grass and don't put him out of the door and go back in the house, go out with him. That way he'll stay out there and go to the bathroom. Once you can get him to go to the bathroom in that specific area, more than likely he's going to go every time. Ronnie Smith, thank you very much. Appreciate the insight. Hey, listen, if you want to go on the bird hunt of a lifetime, yes, Joshua Creek Ranch. But a word to the wise, they book up early. So go ahead and get your dates for next spring on the calendar, on the books now. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Teddy Roosevelt had a very special whitetail hunt a few days before Christmas and more than a century ago. He wrote about it and titled his story, A Christmas Buck. One Christmas, I was to be at the ranch, and I made up my mind that I would try to get a good buck for our Christmas dinner, for I had not had much time to hunt that fall. And Christmas was almost upon us before we started to lay in our stock of winter meat. So I arranged with one of the cowboys to make an all-day's hunt through some rugged hills on the other side of the river where we knew there were whitetail. We were up soon after 3 o'clock when it was yet dark as at midnight. We had a long day's work before us, and so we ate a substantial breakfast. Then we put on our fur caps, coats, and mittens, and walked out into the cold night. The air was still, but it was biting weather, and we pulled our caps down over our ears as we walked towards the rough, low stable where two hunting ponies had been put overnight. In a few minutes, we were jogging along on our journey. There was a powder of snow over the ground, and this and the brilliant starlight enabled us to see our way without difficulty. The river was frozen hard, and the hoofs of the horses rang on the ice as they crossed. For a while, we followed the wagon road and then struck off onto a cattle trail that 
let up into a long coulee. After a while, this faded out, and we began to work our way along the divide, not without caution, for in the broken countries it's hard to take a horse during darkness. Indeed, we found we had left a little too early, for there was hardly a glimmer of dawn when we reached our proposed hunting grounds. We left the horses in a sheltered nook where there was an abundance of grass and strode off on foot, numb after the ride. The dawn brightened rapidly, and there was almost light enough for shooting when we reached our spur overlooking a large basin, around whose edge there were several wooded coolies. Here we sat down to wait and watch. We did not have to wait long, for just as the sun was coming up on our right hand, we caught a glimpse of the little ravines some hundreds of yards distance. Another glance showed us that it was a deer feeding, while another behind it was walking leisurely in our direction. The second one, which all the time had been walking slowly in our direction, came out on a ridge crest to one side of our course. It saw us at once and halted short. It was only a spike buck, but there was no time to lose, for we needed meat. And in another moment, it would have gone off, giving the alarm to its companion. So I dropped on one knee and fired just as it turned. From the jump it gave, I was sure it was hit but it disappeared over the hill, and at the same time the big buck, its companion, dashed out of the coulee in front, across the basin. It was broadside to me and not more than 100 yards distant, but a running deer is difficult to hit, and though I took two shots, both missed, and it disappeared behind another spur. This looked pretty bad, and I felt rather blue as I climbed up to look at the trail of the spike. I was cheered to find blood, and there was a good deal of snow here and there. It was easy to follow it. Nor was it long before we saw the buck moving forward slowly, evidently very sick. We did not disturb him, but watched him until he turned down into a short ravine a quarter mile off. He did not come out. On hunting through some of the patches of brush, we found him stretched out, already dead. This was satisfactory, but still it was not the big buck and we started out again after dressing and hanging up the deer. For many hours we saw nothing, and we had swung around within a couple miles of the horses before we sat down behind a screen of stunted cedars for a last look. After attentively scanning every patch of brush in sight, we were about to go on when the attention of both of us was caught at the same moment by seeing a buck deliberately get up, turn around, and then lie down again in a grove of small, leafless trees lying opposite of us on the hillside with a southern exposure. He had evidently very nearly finished his day's rest, but was not quite ready to go out and feed, and his restlessness cost him his life. As we now knew just where he was, the work was easy. We marked a place on the hilltop a little above and to one side of him. While the cowboy remained to watch him, I drew back and walked leisurely round to where I could get a shot. When nearly up to the crest, I crawled into view of the patch of brush, rested my elbows on the ground, and gently tapped two stones together. The buck rose nimbly to his feet, and at seventy yards afforded me a standing shot, which I could not fail to turn to good account. A winter day is short, and twilight had come before we had packed both bucks on the horses. With our game behind our saddles, we did not feel either fatigue nor hunger nor cold while the horses trotted steadily homeward. 
The moon was a few days old, and it gave its light until we reached the top of the bluffs by the river and saw across the frozen stream the gleam from the firelit windows of the ranch house. President Theodore Roosevelt, recalling a hunt for a Christmas buck well over a century ago. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Kinder Outdoors will be right back. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing. Marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bend Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. 
those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance, do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Come share our campfire at a good story or two. Kinder Outdoors. It's been fun to watch Joshua Creek Ranch grow over the years into what has now become a membership level five star Orvis and Beretta and Shooting Sportsman endorsed best there is Upland Bird Hunting Lodge. The food, the dining, everything is five star. Joe and Ann Kirchival ranch owners would have it no other way. Check into the memberships, corporate, individual, and family memberships at Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Here is a practical gift idea that maybe the hunter in your family has overlooked. Maybe they have not added this to their game plan, but they will surely appreciate good shooting sticks. I had a conversation with Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon about shooting sticks. I started off many years ago, I saw a painting of, a, of an old buffalo runner, one of the buffalo shooters many years ago, took a set of arrows and used them as a bipod. And so I started playing off of that. What These days what I do is, I used to tell people I spent half my time looking for a good rest, the other half time looking for a game. Well, nowadays with the bog pod, with the sticks that we have, primarily the, the tripod, I really love it, but I'll shoot a bipod every once in a while. These days I can spend all my time looking for a game because I've always got a really good rest right there with me. So, uh, yes, either two or three sticks, it depends. I, people tell us, well, I hunt out of trees. The bipod even up there will work extremely well. I don't hunt out of trees. I spend all my time on the ground, and so I love the tripod. And with what bog pod is put together, there's several different options. They've got a new rest up on the top, a little V type thing that's called the wide body that's absolutely fantastic. And of course, I shoot a pistol a lot. And to me, one of the hardest things in the world is to get a good solid rest with a pistol unless you've got a rock and you're resting it over your western cowboy hat kind of thing. But with their with their PSR rest, which also works great if somebody's shooting an AR type frame, I mean, you can get a good solid rest, and I can take somebody that's never shot a pistol before, whether it's scoped or unscoped, get them on that rest, get them familiar with it just a little bit, and I'll tell you what, at 50 yards, they'll put every shot that they shoot within about a four-inch circle. So that really has made a difference. I, I don't even shoot anymore unless I've got a good solid rest, and particularly most of the time I'm using those bog pod sticks. It's a hard lesson to learn. I was down in your country down there around Junction. I'd been hunting for three days, hot summertime, hot Hot, hot. Does it get hot in Uvalde? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hot summertime. We were hunting axis deer, and finally he showed up on that third day. Now, Larry, we'd been out in the blind daylight till dark, and the summer days are long. Finally, on that third day, my reward for my patience stepped out. I was propped up on that old cutout, jagged edge of that blind, that plywood, and just as I went to squeeze the trigger, that was just enough to make that gun go boom. And I shot right over his back. Lesson learned. Getting in that blind, got those windows cut out, doesn't matter. Carry 
your sticks up there with you. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't rest the gun on it, you can use that set of sticks to rest your left or right elbow a lot of times to give you almost a tripod situation when you are shooting. So to me, shooting sticks are, are, are you know, what would you leave at home? Well, I'm going to take my binoculars. Always my nice binoculars. I'm going to take my shooting sticks and probably third is whatever Ruger pistol or rifle I'm taking. Those, That's how important I feel those shooting sticks are when it comes to making a shot. I don't care how good of a shot you are standing on your two legs or whatever, you're going to be a much better shot when you shoot off a good bipod or tripod rest. What is the miss, the animal that you missed that still wakes you up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, Larry? There have been several. <laughs> probably, probably the most recent one was a desert bighorn sheep that I missed down in Mexico. I shot right off its backside. Been saving for years to go on that hunt and... You know, everything is, it, it's just, it's on the show. So, I mean, we tend to show our men. You're, you're too sick to even talk about it. I am. I mean, and it, it was from a good, solid rest, and I just made a mistake and pulled the trigger at the wrong time. You have all the best equipment, everything's set up. There's still that human error that works in there, and, and sometimes excitement and buck fever, in this case, desert ram fever kind of got to me. Yeah, it does. So, see, folks, even if your name is Larry, why soon it happens, doesn't it, brother? <laughs> Unfortunately, it does. My dear friend Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail, talking about shooting sticks. Great gift idea with Christmas coming up. Hey, listen, speaking of coming up, the deadline to enter our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest is next Sunday, December 11th. That's the last day that you can register, get your name in the hat for this drawing for a trip for three to the Caribbean. You're going to Costa Rica to fish with my friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing. They have a top-notch, first-class fleet of boats. Maybe you met them at Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo. Maybe you met them at the SCI Expo last year. Offshore, inshore, sailfish, marlin, mahi, the list goes on and on. You're going to have a great time, and you get to take two guests with you. It's a $10,000 trip. You will need to take care of your own airfare, and you will need a passport. So... Get over there and get yourself registered right now at kinderoutdoors.com. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the camp, no hunters were stirring. Shoot, we were all cold, tired, and damp. The dogs were curled up in their beds full of hay, yipping in their sleep at the birds found today. When we woke up this morning, it was a different tune. No sunshine yet, just that big Christmas moon. Sasser was quietly scrambling the eggs. Pete had the dogs out stretching their legs. I was out front by the fire pit. Did you know it was still popping and smoldering in a new fallen snow? Mesquite is a versatile tree around here. It makes good fence pickets, firewood, and a yule tree this year. Boy, won't the guys all truly be shocked when they see it trimmed out, including their socks. I'll decorate it with all our spent shells, and when the breeze pushes through it, it'll ring those dog bells. Well, that's when the creak of the camp door let me know that it was time for breakfast, and then time to go. The pre-dawn anticipation of another day in the field is something unchanging and always fulfilled. Your buddies are joking at your own expense, I dread, but they're just happy inside about what lies ahead. You see, that covey will start chirping up on the knob, and they'll hold real tight in this snow. Gentleman Bob. Ray will shoot him with a camera to share his time with you here. 
just like he's done for so many years. He's studied God's nature all over this globe, but his childlike excitement never gets old. We'll break for a quick lunch and look back on our good luck and then take a short nap in the cab of the truck. Each step is a journey, a discovery so clear. There's just something in it. I do love it out here. It's not pulling a trigger or a bird count that's big. It's much more than that. It's your heart dancing a jig. I know you felt it. You feel it each time that you roll into camp and hear coyotes whine. It's a sportsman's perfect moment as you listen real hard to quiet void of people, airplanes, and cars. You can actually feel the thick cover of quiet as you stare at the stars in the stillness of night. There's a sense of fulfillment when standing alone on the peak of a mountain far, far from home. And were you ever more happy any time in your life than when your kiddo sat wide-eyed and smiling by that campfire at night? The gifts this Christmas come from God up above, the nature He's shown me, but mostly His love. He's allowed me the joy of spring turkeys in strut, of trout in a river, and big guys in rut. He blessed me with Dad, who bought my first gun, then taught me to shoot it, be safe, and have fun. Merry Christmas to me, because I was right there when my son Troy took his first deer. A much bigger buck than my first venison quarry, but believe me, that's absolutely no reason for worry. Well, I see truck lights on the ranch road getting near. That means that Rob and Emily and Jackie are here. You didn't think we men would spend Christmas alone, us guys out hunting and the girls back at home? Far be it for us to think of something like that, because of course they'd never let us come back. I've just enough time to sweep the mud off the map. They're crossing the bridge. I can hear the old slats. Santa's sleigh is coming, and it holds my dear sweet wife. Boy, I sure hope she remembered that new Moormaker knife. Sure hope that you're joyful on this Christmas day. And here's to a great Christmas from me, Pete, and Ray. are taking that old flat bottom out don't forget these coffee cans just like life you'll need to bail a little water now and then this is life in the camp house at kinder outdoors thanks for joining us in our camp house here at kinder outdoors i hope we'll be a regular in your truck or your car or your home or wherever you catch your broadcast podcast satellite broadcast however you get the show thank you very much for hanging out with us a little while we greatly appreciate it i'm billy kinder and this corner of the camp house is brought to you by purina pro plan the world's greatest dog fuel pro plan performance formula in the purple sport bag that's what 89 percent of the field trial champions across north america are fed that tells me something if i've got a bird dog i need to be feeding them purina pro plan performance 30 percent protein 20 percent fat hey pick up a bag today you'll find all the great pro plan formulas at atwoods ranch and home stores oklahoma arkansas texas missouri and kansas there are a lot of gimmicks gadgets and gotchas 
not only uh, in the hunting and fishing world, but everywhere you turn in this life. Well, it's really nice and refreshing to come across stuff that actually does what they say they will do. It works as advertised. And that's what I discovered with Buffalo Wool Products, golly, a decade ago. I ran into Ron Miskin at a Dallas Safari Club convention and expo. He had these very ordinary, plain-looking gloves. And I said, what makes these special? He said, they're warmer than wool. They work incredibly well at insulating your body against the cold. He explained how that happens. I tried a pair, and now I can't tell you how many pairs I've had, and neck gaiters and socks, and the list goes on and on and on. I highly recommend these to friends, family, you. I want you to hear this conversation I had with Ron Miskin about his buffalo wool products. I thought, where has this been all of my life? There must not be very many people that do what you do. Well, there's not. Um, and it really has been that we just haven't had the herds of bison to, to harvest the hair from. And it's, you know, it's been in the last you know, 10, 12 years that the herd sizes are really getting up to where we can commercially process bison fiber. And when you talk about buffalo wool, explain to people the fibers that you're using from a bison. Well, bison actually have five hairs. And the, the primary one that we use, and whether gloves and socks and garments are made out of, is the undercoat. It's the down fiber, the stuff that they grow out in the winter to insulate them. And that grows underneath that big shag that we see on their neck and shoulders and head. Exactly. It's a, it's a very fine fiber. It's actually finer than cashmere, 17 to 19 microns. And it's very soft and, and comfortable. But it, it's just got incredible insulating property. I, I find very, very few products that amaze me. Your product amazed me when I tried it because it looks like a simple little glove that's not going to keep you dry and probably not going to keep you warm. And then you put that thing on, it's warmer than wool, and it actually sheds water. It does, and it doesn't look like much. It looks like a brown utility glove, but, you know, it, it traps about 98% of your body temperature, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, 60 outside or 20 below. It will keep you about 98 degrees. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, any of us that deer hunt, that travel to Montana, South Dakota, Wyoming, any of those cold weather states and, and hunt in the wintertime, we don't want to stop that. And this really enables us to not only keep going, but to enjoy our time and not be miserable uh, while we're there. Tell me what products you actually make out of the buffalo wool or fibers. We started with gloves, but the last couple of years we've discovered socks and socks work is there's nothing more miserable than cold feet, especially when you're, you know, standing in waders or standing in a deer blind and not moving and not generating any heat. Keeping your feet dry and comfortable. Just We also make scarves and hats because those work pretty well as well. And, you know, keeping the, the extremities, head, hands, and feet, and that's sort of our, our specialty. But we do some custom work, sweaters and vests and things like that as well. This is a product that, guys, when you buy a, a set of these gloves from Ron and his Buffalo Wool Company, all of your buddies in camp are going to say, what's that? And they're going to want some because it's one of those products. A lot of people promise a lot of things. Very few people follow through with their promise. And uh, what Ron promises with Buffalo Wool is that you're going to be warm and you're going to be dry. You actually uh, invented these gloves with fly fishermen in mind, right? That was, that was how we first got started. We learned that if you get them totally, I mean, you get them sopping wet, shake off the excess, it doesn't lose its insulating ability. It stays warm, but it'll pretty much wick the moisture off your hand. It's amazing that a wet glove will keep you almost dry. 
if you like to stand in a fall or winter trout stream uh, like I do, the White River or maybe the Madison up there in uh, Wyoming and, and uh, Montana and fly fish, you don't miss out on any of that good fall brown spawning action. Those are big, great big brown trout. Uh, and you could still stay comfortable. Tell us how we can uh, take a closer look at you, Ron. Well, easiest way is the website or the buffalowolco.com, or you can give me a call. My phone number is 817-905-4584, and I can shoot you a, a little pamphlet. Very good. And once again, the website is the buffalowoolco.com. Yep. Buffalo wool products, I have tried them and used them. They're, they're a staple with me in my outdoor activities in the wintertime. I don't know how many of those I've sold just by wearing them on a hunt. In cold, nasty weather, when other guys are freezing with those overpriced gloves on their hands, they ask me, what's my secret? I share my simple little brown glove with them, and that's all it takes. (laughs) Buffalo wool. Thank you to our friends at Purina Pro Plan for bringing us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. They've got a Pro Plan formula for your dog. Even if your dog has special conditions like an itchy coat, an intolerance to grain, whatever, there's a Pro Plan for your dog, no matter the age or the lifestyle. And it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Purina Pro Plan. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. In. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, Learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. 
Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas Pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. In God we trust. That fishing story you just told, not so much. Come on, it's camp house time at Kinder Outdoors. We're down to it in our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest. Next Sunday, the 11th, is your last day to register. If you haven't done it yet, go register. Win this trip for three to Costa Rica. Go fishing with us. Fishing You a Merry Christmas from Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. Kyle Chambers was telling us about an hour ago about what kind of broadheads he's shooting these days. We had a good conversation about archery optics as well. Kyle Chambers, he's the lead man at Cinnamon Creek Archery. That's my bow shop. Hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about some accessories for our bows. Uh, the optics have come along the sights. Uh, man, a long way from the old peep sights that we had in the beginning. No doubt. Those old, those old metal pins that had that little fingernail polish, you'd paint those things. And <laughs> Times have changed, and, uh, boy, you can get anything you want from simple to super complicated and, and boisterous way out there. Uh, let's talk about crossbows first. You can actually put a scope on a crossbow. Oh, there's a lot of different scopes. And matter of fact, now they're electric style scopes what is my electric scope going to do for me well what that's going to do it's going to be like i'm basically watching a tv screen uh it's going to allow you to see what other people are seeing also it gives you the ability to record your hunt oh that's cool that's really cool yeah yeah it's all all uh, digitized it's got a automatic range finding uh reticle in it so wherever you point that thing you're always going to be scanning the yardage so it's going to tell you the yardage uh, like I said, as well as record your hunt, and it gives you the ability to see, you know, if you have a small child or, or someone in there that needs help uh, that's maybe disabled, that you need to, to see what they're seeing so they're going to be uh, 
more accurate with it. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea for that. Uh, typically, though, uh, your average shot with a bow is not going to require a TV screen or even a, a magnified scope of any kind. Uh, you can use good old-fashioned pins uh, and, and break it down as simple as you want to. 30, 40 yards, that's going to be about tops, right? Or your recommendation anyway. Ethically, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 30 to 40 yards is a good thing to keep in. But it's also good to practice longer distance, so that makes that, that closer shot even easier on you. Yeah, absolutely. So we go into Cinnamon Creek. We see the, the whole the plethora of uh, opportunities there in scope uh, that we can add to our crossbow. Now let's, let's get our bow fitted out. What do you shoot? What, what kind of sight do you like on your bow? Right now I'm using a three-pin Tommy Hog by, by Spot Hog. It's an adjustable sight. It's a three-pin, what we call a three-pin slider. Yeah. So I've got 20, 30, 40 yards always locked in, but it allows me the ability to shoot 50, 60, 70, 80 when I want to practice those longer distances. Okay, very good. Um, and we can do all of that at Cinnamon Creek, indoor ranges. You, you take us up to 30 yards indoors, uh, you know, no wind, perfect condition. Definitely. We have the ability to do all of that. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of those sites need to be calibrated up to 60 yards, which we also have the ability to do outside. So it's a one-stop shop. You can come in, you can get your site installed, we can uh, work you through the range, get your site, get the tape, everything done while you're here. Yeah. Hey, what's a new site going to cost me these days if I want to upgrade a little bit from my 1978 stuff? Oh, that's it's going to probably range in the price point of around $99 all the way up to $399 to $450. Yeah, depending upon how extravagant you want to get. Correct, depending on what the features you're looking for. Yeah. Let's talk about broadheads a little bit. If I'm a whitetail hunter, which takes in a big part of the population, um, what do you like to use for your whitetails? Right now I'm shooting a hybrid broadhead, which is a right. expandable slash fixed blade. Okay. That's kind of the, been something that's been trending over the last several years. There's a lot of companies and manufacturers making those, those dual hybrid broadheads. You mentioned that to me about a year ago, so you must like them. You're still with them. I'm still with them. They are actually made by a company called Bloodsport. It's a grave digger. I've killed numerous pigs with them, and I know that if they'll perform on a pig, they'll perform on a whitetail. How heavy for a pig? What do you shoot for your whitetails? For most, generally, I use the same for both. I'm not going overly heavy. I know the heavy arrow craze seems to be at the trend right now. I'm still staying uh, around that 460 grain overall weight, which is a little heavier than, than, than arrows in the past, but uh, not overly heavy. Okay. And broadhead? Broadhead is around 100 grain still. Okay. Yeah, very good. If it works, why change it? Exactly. And that's what I've always preached. Hey, when you, uh, when you shoot a pig, what do you like to get done with him down at the uh, processing plant? Oh, of course, I like the Chipotle cheese sausage. That's oh, yeah. number one. <laughs> there you go. Lots of good options. Don't forget that cracked black pepper. That's my favorite. Oh, for sure. And the hickory. Can't, yep. can't rule that one out. That's exactly right. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Kyle Chambers, he's the manager at Cinnamon Creek Archery, Roanoke, Texas, and our pro here at Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Pro Plan Performance Formula. If you go to a field trial with me some weekend and just walk around dog trailer to dog trailer to dog trainer to dog owner, you're going to see a lot of Purina Pro Plan. It's been that way since Pro Plan became Pro Plan because it's the best. Optimal performance, and if you hunt, it does a better job than anything else of replenishing and restoring what your dog needs at the end of the day to have them ready to go again tomorrow morning all day long. Purina Pro Plan performance formula at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Our camp house storyteller, before we lost him, recalled a very special 
Christmas memory for us. And as always with Ray, it involved his family, my old friend Ray Sasser. Yeah, I got lots of lots of memories like that, Bill. I sure do. I, you know, the the thing that comes to mind, the thing that really comes to my mind, was a neat trip that my wife and son and I did, and and. Everybody can remember this date because it was Y two K. Okay, it was. It was, it was it I remember was, it exactly. Was, it was, it was I was at year. the lease with Robin that day. There yeah. you go. Well, it was the year that we we flopped over to Y two K, and we I think we left home right after Christmas, and we went down to we went down to South Texas and hung out with with my good friend Fred Bryant down there at Caesar Clayburg Institute. He yeah. took us down to this wonderful hunting ranch in South Texas, and where the, where Emily first saw bird dog point quail. And, uh, uh, of course, she, had, she was just starting to shoot a shotgun, and we tried to get her, you know, and, yeah. boy, those quail were flying pretty fast. That that's a, life, that's a life-changing experience. It's a life-changing experience. And so we, I'll never forget that we, we, uh, we had lunch at the, at the ranch house, and, and several of the lease, people who leased the, this 60,000-acre ranch, and oh. he had several leases on it, and these people were, we had lunch there, and, and uh we were sitting around eating lunch, and, and, and the people kept talking about this buzz going on that uh, that the the Mexican uh, army was staging on the other side of the Rio Grande to, to invade Texas on New, on New Year's Day. And I, I thought, you know, I'm pretty sure our government would know that if it was really going on. Right. I, mean, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not all the best on, on some of that stuff, but I think we'd figure that one out. Yeah. So we left, so we left there, we left that South Texas hunt, and then we went to... My friend Bill Carter's ranch at, in Kerr County, which is just a be- beautiful, just a beautiful place. Yeah. We were the only ones on the on a 3,000 acre ranch, and you know, with a high fence all around us, and we were going to be there for for New Year's Day for basically for Y2K. And as we were as we were driving into the ranch, the ranch we met the ranch manager on his way home. You know, he was he was leaving for the holidays, and he wouldn't he wouldn't even come back to the ranch. And he said, said I just wanted y'all to know that there's this rumor going. Out. It, apparently, there was lots of rumors that year. Yeah. He said, I just wanted y'all to know that there's a rumor going around that the skinheads are coming to Kerrville and they're going to blow up the water treatment plant, the water plant, <laughs> Walmart. And then they're going to commit suicide at Stonehenge, and the, Stone, the, the Stonehenge replica <laughs> was where you turned off to go to the ranch. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how does that how, how does that impact us? You right. know. So well, anyway, you won't be able to go to the toilet because they're blowing up the water treatment plant. Well, exactly. Except uh, that ranch was pretty well uh, uh, self uh, self contained in, in that in that regard. So <laughs> so anyway, the the bottom line is we spent the next several days uh, in a in a wonderful place uh, hunting the way people used to do. And I, I remember the whole buzz about Y2K was that the computers were going to fail when it turned over to, yeah. you know, because they couldn't do that. Everything's going to shut down. I'm thinking, man, I hope everything shuts down because be nice. then I'll just be stuck in this beautiful place for until somebody comes to kick <laughs> until somebody comes to kick me out. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But we had a great time anyway. I was in the same boat. Robin and Troy and I were out in, at at, uh, at our place near uh, Lubbock. The three of us hunting, and I thought, man, I hope everything shuts down because I just won't. I'll save the gas money home. Just save the gas money home. Here we are, right back at work. Back at work, exactly. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey. And I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. 
The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. It's time to block the calendar for the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo 2023. Hi, I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason, and I am personally inviting you to this crown jewel of conservation. The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Hunts, guns, jewelry, clothing, and so much more. Please plan to join us and find more details at biggame.org. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com
It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back. This is a really fun corner of the camp house this week as we get ready for Christmas and enjoy a story by one of my all-time favorite presidents, Teddy Roosevelt, where he recalled a very special hunt at Christmas time. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country brings us this reading of Teddy Roosevelt's a Christmas buck. One Christmas, I was to be at the ranch, and I made up my mind that I would try to get a good buck for our Christmas dinner, for I had not had much time to hunt that fall, and Christmas was almost upon us before we started to lay in our stock of winter meat. So I arranged with one of the cowboys to make an all-day's hunt through some rugged hills on the other side of the river where we knew there were whitetail. We were up soon after three o'clock, when it was yet dark as at midnight. We had a long day's work before us, and so we ate a substantial breakfast. Then we put on our fur caps, coats, and mittens, and walked out into the cold night. The air was still, but it was biting weather, and we pulled our caps down over our ears as we walked towards the rough, low stable where two hunting ponies had been put overnight. In a few minutes, we were jogging along on our journey. There was a powder of snow over the ground, and this and the brilliant starlight enabled us to see our way without difficulty. The river was frozen hard, and the hoofs of the horses rang on the ice as they crossed. For a while, we followed the wagon road and then struck off onto a cattle trail that led up into a long coulee. After a while, this faded out, and we began to work our way along the divide, not without caution, for in the broken countries, it's hard to take a horse during darkness. Indeed, we found we had left a little too early, for there was hardly a glimmer of dawn when we reached our proposed hunting grounds. We left the horses in a sheltered nook where there was an abundance of grass and strode off on foot, numb after the ride. The dawn brightened rapidly, and there was almost light enough for shooting when we reached our spur overlooking a large basin, around whose edge there were several wooded coolies. Here we sat down to wait and watch. We did not have to wait long, for just as the sun was coming up on our right hand, we caught a glimpse of the little ravines some hundreds of yards distance. Another glance showed us that it was a deer feeding, while another behind it was walking leisurely in our direction. There was no time to be lost, so sliding back over the crest, we trotted off around the spur until we were in line with the quarry, and then walked rapidly towards them. 
Our only fear was lest they should move into some position where they would see us, and this fear was justified. While still 100 yards from the mouth of the coulee in which we had seen the feeding deer, the second one, which all the time had been walking slowly in our direction, came out on a ridge crest to one side of our course. It saw us at once and halted short. It was only a spike buck, but there was no time to lose, for we needed meat. And in another moment, it would have gone off, giving the alarm to its companion. So I dropped on one knee and fired just as it turned. From the jump it gave, I was sure it was hit, but it disappeared over the hill, and at the same time, the big buck, its companion, dashed out of the coulee in front, across the basin. It was broadside to me and not more than 100 yards distant, but a running deer is difficult to hit, and though I took two shots, both missed, and it disappeared behind another spur. This looked pretty bad, and I felt rather blue as I climbed up to look at the trail of the spike. I was cheered to find blood, and there was a good deal of snow here and there. It was easy to follow it, nor was it long before we saw the buck moving forward slowly, evidently very sick. We did not disturb him, but watched him until he turned down into a short ravine a quarter mile off. He did not come out, and we sat down and waited for nearly an hour to give him time to get stiff. When we reached the valley, we went down each side so as to be sure to get him when he jumped up. Our caution was needless, however, for we failed to start him. On hunting through some of the patches of brush, we found him stretched out, already dead. This was satisfactory, but still it was not the big buck, and we started out again after dressing and hanging up the deer. For many hours we saw nothing, and we had swung around within a couple miles of the horses before we sat down behind a screen of stunted cedars for a last look. After attentively scanning every patch of brush in sight, we were about to go on when the attention of both of us was caught at the same moment by seeing a buck deliberately get up, turn around, and then lie down again in a grove of small leafless trees lying opposite of us on the hillside with a southern exposure. He had evidently very nearly finished his day's rest, but was not quite ready to go out and feed, and his restlessness cost him his life. As we now knew just where he was, the work was easy. We marked a place on the hilltop a little above and to one side of him. While the cowboy remained to watch him, I drew back and walked leisurely round to where I could get a shot. When nearly up to the crest, I crawled into view of the patch of brush, rested my elbows on the ground, and gently tapped two stones together. The buck rose nimbly to his feet, and at seventy yards afforded me a standing shot, which I could not fail to turn to good account. A winter day is short, and twilight had come before we had packed both bucks on the horses. With our game behind our saddles, we did not feel either fatigue, nor hunger, nor cold while the horses trotted steadily homeward. The moon was a few days old, and it gave its light until we reached the top of the bluffs by the river and saw across the frozen stream the gleam from the firelit windows of the ranch house. I love that story, President Theodore Roosevelt, courtesy of Joshua Creek Ranch, and his writing recalling a Christmas buck. You might want to put that on your list and call the folks at Joshua Creek Ranch. Set up your Christmas hunt. We've got a little time before the break to do a little dog training with 
Ronnie Smith up in Oklahoma. Ronnie's going to help us with that Christmas puppy, that new bird dog puppy. And bird dog or not, one of the first things that pup's got to learn is how to get along with that collar around his neck. That's right. You know, the first time you put a collar on a pup, you'll notice they're always scratching at it. Yeah. It's just because it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a new object on her neck. But just being restricted, um, uh, where a dog, when he is tied up, um, will relax um, and, and not show great anxiety uh, about being restricted. So you can start that at a young age. So it's just an easier transition for that dog. That you know, pup. what I do with, with my little bitty pups when I first get them, I, they're so small that a dog collar is too big. Well, I go out and I buy a ferret collar that fits a ferret, little bitty, and that'll fit right around my little Brittany pup's neck. Got to get them used to that before we move on to the big collar. Yes, sir. And, you know, another tip that, that, uh, that I like to do when I put them on a chain, First put them on a chain, that's where I'll feed them every day for, you know, a, a little while. That's, yeah, I think that, that's great association. One thing to keep in mind is that if you do put your puppy on a stakeout chain, don't put him out there with grown dogs, okay? Because if they're if they're jumping around, um, then that's just too much movement for him. Well, absolutely. And if it's a chain gang, they're jerking him around all over the place exactly. if, he's on, if he's on one of those. Now, not everybody's getting a bird dog this Christmas, Ronnie. And everybody who's getting a pup, uh, is probably a lot of those folks are going to keep their dogs in the house. What can we do about housebreaking? I tell you, Bill, that I think the biggest mistake that, that people make um, with housebreaking a dog is they give him unsupervised freedom too quickly. Woohoo! So in order to teach a dog anything, you have to have a routine. Yeah. So if you'll put that puppy in a crate and then at the same time of day, Take him out to the same spot on the grass, and don't put him out of the door and go back in the house. Go out with him. That way he'll stay out there and go to the bathroom. Once you can get him to go to the bathroom in that specific area, more than likely he's going to go every time. And that'll be a trait he's learned for life. That's right. And if you turn that pup loose, again, and he's, he's, he's not supervised, and he makes a mistake, now you've got a little inconsistency in your yeah. program. And once that happens two or three times, now it's going to be a lot more difficult to get that pup uh, where you can trust him. Thanks, Ronnie. We're so blessed. The Lord has blessed us with great bird dog trainers on this show. Tom Dockin up in Minnesota, Bob West in Iowa, out in Colorado, Carl Gunzer, and that guy in Oklahoma, Ronnie Smith. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Hi, everybody. It's World Championship caller Al Morris. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> If you haven't done it yet, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, that's K-I-N-D-E-R, and register for our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest. Five nights at Casa Carib Sea in the Caribbean. Three days fishing offshore and inshore in some of the most fertile billfish waters on the planet. If you have signed up, tell your friends about us. You see, it's a trip for three. Kinderoutdoors.com. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that will take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. 
At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, (laughs) but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoorsmen and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future, and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at Big Game. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, Bernie, Texas, just about 45 minutes outside of San Antonio. Ancient live oak trees line that crystal clear spring-fed Joshua Creek that runs right down through the middle of some of the best upland bird hunting on God's planet. Five-star, top-notch, the very best, says Beretta, shooting sportsman, Orvis, and me. Book a trip, book a hunt. Have a meal. Enjoy yourself at Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Doing a little Christmas shopping for the hunter, shooter in your family? 
shooting sticks, always a great idea. And an expert on the topic, my buddy, Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon. I started off many years ago. I saw a painting of, a, of an old buffalo runner, one of the buffalo shooters many years ago, took a set of arrows and used them as a bipod. And so I started playing off of that. But these days what I do is I used to tell people I spent half my time looking for a good rest, the other half time looking for a game. Well, nowadays with the bog pod, with the sticks that we have, primarily the, the tripod, I really love it, but I'll shoot a bipod every once in a while. These days I can spend all my time looking for a game because I've always got a really good rest right there with me so uh yes either two or three sticks it depends I, people tell us well i hunt out of trees the bipod even up there will work extremely well i don't hunt out of trees i spend all my time on the ground and so i love the tripod and th with the, what bog pod is put together there's several different options they've got a new rest up on the top a little v type thing that's called the wide body that's absolutely fantastic and of course i shoot a pistol a lot and to me one of the hardest things in the world is to get a good solid rest with a pistol unless you got a rock and you're resting it over your western cowboy hat kind of thing but with their with their psr rest which also works great if somebody's shooting an ar type frame i mean you can get a good solid rest and i can take somebody that's never shot a pistol before whether it's scoped or unscoped get them on that rest get them familiar with it just a little bit and i'll tell you what at 50 yards they'll put every shot that they shoot within about a four inch circle so that really has made a difference i i don't even shoot anymore unless i've got a good solid Rest and particularly most of the time I'm using those bog pod sticks. It's a hard lesson to learn. I was down in your country down there around Junction. I'd been hunting for three days, hot summertime. Hot, hot, hot. Does it get hot in you, Valley? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hot summertime. We were hunting Axis deer, and finally he showed up on that third day. Now, Larry, we'd been out in the blind, daylight till dark, and the summer days are long. Finally, on that third day, my reward for my patience stepped out. I was propped up on that old cutout, jagged edge of that blind, that plywood, and just as I went to squeeze trigger, that was just enough to make that gun go boom, and I shot right over his back. Lesson learned. Getting in that blind, got those windows cut out, doesn't matter. Carry your sticks up there with you. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't rest the gun on it, you can use that set of sticks to rest your left or right elbow a lot of times to give you almost a tripod situation when you are shooting. So to me, shooting sticks are, are, are you know, what would you leave at home? Well, I'm going to take my binoculars. I always want to nice binoculars. I'm going to take my shooting sticks and probably third is whatever Ruger pistol or rifle I'm taking. Those, That's how important I feel those shooting sticks are when it comes to making a shot. I don't care how good of a shot you are standing on your two legs or whatever, you're going to be a much better shot when you shoot off a good bipod or tripod rest. What is the miss, the animal that you missed, that still wakes you up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, Larry? There have been several. <laughs> Probably, probably the most recent one was a desert bighorn sheep that I missed down in Mexico. I shot right off its backside. Been saving for years to go on that hunt, and you know everything is. It, it's just a lot, it's on the show. So I mean, we tend to show our miss. You're, you're too sick to even talk about. It. I am. I mean, and it, it was from a good solid rest, and I just made a mistake and pulled the trigger at the wrong time. You have all the best equipment. Everything's set up. There's still that human error that works in there, and, and sometimes excitement and buck fever, in this case, desert ram fever kind of got to me. Yeah, it does. So, see, folks, even if your name is Larry Wysoon, it happens, doesn't it, brother? <laughs> Unfortunately, it does. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the camp, 
No hunters were stirring. Shoot, we were all cold, tired, and damp. The dogs were curled up in their beds full of hay, yipping in their sleep at the birds found today. When we woke up this morning, it was a different tune. No sunshine yet, just that big Christmas moon. Sasser was quietly scrambling the eggs. Pete had the dogs out stretching their legs. I was out front by the fire pit. Did you know it was still popping and smoldering in a new fallen snow? Mesquite is a versatile tree around here. It makes good fence pickets, firewood, and a Yule tree this year. Boy, won't the guys all truly be shocked when they see it trimmed out, including their socks. I'll decorate it with all our spent shells, and when the breeze pushes through it, it'll ring those dog bells. Well, that's when the creak of the camp door let me know that it was time for breakfast, and then time to go. The pre-dawn anticipation of another day in the field is something unchanging and always fulfilled. Your buddies are joking at your own expense, I dread, but they're just happy inside about what lies ahead. You see, that covey will start chirping up on the knob, and they'll hold real tight in this snow. Gentleman Bob. Ray will shoot him with a camera to share his time with you here. Just like he's done for so many years, he's studied God's nature all over this globe. But his childlike excitement never gets old. We'll break for a quick lunch and look back on our good luck and then take a short nap in the cab of the truck. Each step is a journey, a discovery so clear. There's just something in it. I do love it out here. It's not pulling a trigger or a bird count that's big. It's much more than that. It's your heart dancing a jig. I know you felt it. You feel it each time that you roll into camp and hear coyotes whine. It's a sportsman's perfect moment as you listen real hard to quiet void of people, airplanes, and cars. You can actually feel the thick cover of quiet as you stare at the stars in the stillness of night. There's a sense of fulfillment when standing alone on the peak of a mountain far, far from home. And were you ever more happy any time in your life than when your kiddo sat wide-eyed and smiling by that campfire at night? The gifts this Christmas come from God up above, the nature He's shown me, but mostly His love. He's allowed me the joy of spring turkeys in strut, of trout in a river, and big guys in rut. He blessed me with Dad, who bought my first gun. Men taught me to shoot it, be safe, and have fun. Merry Christmas to me, because I was right there when my son Troy took his first deer. A much bigger buck than my first venison quarry, but believe me, that's absolutely no reason for worry. Well, I see truck lights on the ranch road getting near. That means that Robin, Emily, and Jackie are here. You didn't think we men would spend Christmas alone, us guys out hunting and the girls back at home? Far be it for us to think of something like that, because of course they'd never let us come back. I've just enough time to sweep the mud off the map. They're crossing the bridge. I can hear the old slats. Santa's sleigh is coming, and it holds my dear sweet wife. Boy, I sure hope she remembered that new Moormaker knife. Sure hope that you're joyful on this Christmas day. And here's to a great Christmas from me, Pete, and Ray. We have to say adios for the week. Thank you for hanging out in the camp house with us today at Kinder Outdoors. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
for the time that we have together here each and every week. It's a great blessing to spend time with you. Don't forget to drop by and see me at Kinder Outdoors this week, kinderoutdoors.com. That's where you can register for that trip for three to Costa Rica. That's right. You get to take two buddies with you when you go to Costa Rica. Fishing, offshore, inshore, marlin, mahi, swordfish, sailfish, three days of fishing, five nights, oceanfront at Casa Carib Sea. It's a great trip. A $10,000 value. You need to buy your plane tickets and have your passport ready, though, okay? Hey, listen, until then, may God bless you and your bunch. Woo! <laughs>